0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV.
1: Good morning. Welcome to another week of the Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford at Studio here with you uh, today. Spring football practice, at least the public media version, has concluded. The Grove Bowl on Saturday. We'll talk about all the great intricacies that came from uh, from that afternoon there at Walt hemingway Stadium, on Miss Baseball, losing two out of three in Starkville for Super Bowl-Dog weekend. They went on Friday, showed some life in doing so, and then uh, frankly blow a couple winn- winnable games Saturday and Sunday, falling to 3-12 and 12 at the Midway Point, number one LSU coming into town this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, coinciding with the uh, Morgan Wallen concerts that are happening Saturday and Sunday night there. At Vaughn Hemingway Stadium. So that and uh, much more coming today on the show. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. You know lunch specials they change every day. Two sides, bread, any size fountain drink, five sixty nine for those. The ribs, let them take care of dinner tonight, wet or dry. Call ahead, they'll wrap them up, have them ready to go, and waiting on you. And if you're in Clinton, Mississippi, the donuts they are there. They are made homemade every single morning lot Of flavors, several different options available for you at the Clinton Blue Sky location. If you like some donuts, and again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio,
2: we are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. 662 257 1900 is the number. Call it, ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, there's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is uh, completely up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662 257 1900. Guest will join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur who's looking to diversify, Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free, so what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Contact Andy anytime at andy@myperfectfranchise.net at or call 404-973-9901.
1: So in spring game on uh well first off uh because we mentioned them last week I actually stumbled upon this the other night Mr McCready uh, I don't know what night it was maybe Friday something like that uh Vanderbilt bowling we had mentioned last week yep. they won another national title to uh-huh. the point of even getting me to watch it on television for a minute I, I I stumbled across on Twitter they were playing uh Arkansas State for the national title and uh, uh-huh. a couple of people in my timeline have Arkansas State ties they had tweeted out that they were one game from winning it is apparently a best of seven series who knew oh uh did you know that i did not i did not know that no nope. it, uh, it is a best of seven series and um uh, arkansas state was up three to two at the time oh. and i uh, i watched vanderbilt come back and tie it and then i watched vanderbilt win the uh the national title um again their head coach is an old miss grad um I think it's the third championship for uh, for Vanderbilt Bowling. So, well, good man. for them. Congratulations. It to was a little Commodores. anticlimactic because they, they clinched it during their portion of the 10th frame, which uh-huh. meant even if Arkansas State had stru- struck out, if you will, um, whatever that's called. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know bowling parlance. It's a turkey, right? Well, that's three in a row. But what does it mean if you clear? Is it just a turkey? or What does it mean if you clear all three frames <laughs> in the 10th? I don't know. I don't either. A golden turkey? Is it? I don't know. Climactic tur- turkey. Um, yeah. It's gender's third title since 08 More rings than Corbin. So Vanderbilt bowling overtaking the <laughs> Vanderbilt University campus at this point. Um. Well, but like I said, they 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 clinched it prior to Arkansas State finishing. So you're over here waiting for Arkansas State to finish bowling to then run over and grab the trophy. It's a little bit of an awkward. A little bit of an awkward deal because it's over. I mean, Arkansas State girls like, okay, you're fine, whatever. whatever I mean, this yeah. is not overly relevant at this point. So, well, kudos to them. Way to go, Chris. Saying what is more important: a water ski championship or a bowling championship? Well, I mean, look, the I will give this: the bowling was on ESPNU. The the water skiing, to the best of my knowledge, has not been on ESPNU. But I could have missed it. It's at it, some point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I no
2: longer get the ULM alumni. Newsletter. You could get it back. If I do, I think it goes to like an old email address. I bet we can fix it for I'm you. Just never, I
1: bet we could email some folks, get somebody on the horn. I bet we could solve that for you. We probably could. Feels like a waste of effort. Adam asking if you're going to throw in the Boston Marathon. I don't know that I want to watch a marathon on television. That's Like at the end, if it's close, okay. But like mile 14, I... So I started the Netflix documentary
2: about... The bombing, which yeah. was ten years ago. Was it really ten years 10 ago? Ten years ago. I don't yep. know that. And um I was on the treadmill yesterday morning in Hattiesburg and watching that and it it's you forget to it's, it's an absolute wonder more people weren't killed. That that was scary. Oh and so I mean, yeah, that's such a big day. I've I've never been, but it's such a big day in Boston. I mean such a celebratory Patriots Day thing. It's such a part of their culture and that was horrific
1: I remember it what was the association with the person that did it they found they, it was was that the manhunt where they found him later in like a boat yeah is that that one yeah okay the fascinating part was that they kidnapped carjacked
2: I and mean kidnapped this um I want to say he was from China maybe it was Korea okay Asian guy who'd moved here kind of Chasing the American dream, and they carjack him. Mm-hmm. And they are headed to New York. And he says, Only have a quarter tank of gas. We're going to have to, you're not going to get to New York on this quarter tank of gas. And while they're, on, they're looking for a place to fill up, he says, Are you guys going to kill me? And they're like, No, we're not going to kill you. We're going to just drop you off somewhere. But they had told him who they were. And he thought to himself, They're going to kill me. I'm never going to get to say goodbye to my family. And they stop to fill up. And the young guy, spoiler alert, sorry. It's been 10 years. It's okay. The young guy goes, of the two bombers, goes into the store to get something or pay or whatever. And while he's doing that, the older guy gets a little lax with his gun and sort of puts it out of his hand for a minute. And the Chinese, I want to say he was Chinese. If, it's, if he was Japanese or yeah. Korean, I don't mean it as an insult. I just don't remember exactly. Um, he says to himself, F it. I'm going for it. I'm going to make a run. And he says that he does this thing with the seatbelt and the door at the same time, knowing that his margin's really small. He goes, it's going to be really close. And he could feel the guy reaching for him with his right hand, the driver. But he gets out, and he takes off. He's in the front seat? No, he was in the he back. He was in the back, okay. on the right. Okay. He gets out and makes a run across the parking lot. You can see it on the surveillance. He uh, makes a run across the parking lot, gets to another convenience store, gets in, and you can see the, the guy's like, I know it being stereotypical here, but it's kind of like an Indian sort of guy running the, the convenience store, and looks at him like, oh, God, I'm being, you know, attacked or something. And he's trying to lock it. He goes, please help me. I need to call, call the police. And he tells the police, here's who had me. Here's what, what it was. And that was there without that tip. They don't. Without him making a run. Yeah, yeah. If they just fill up the car and head to New York, those guys, man, they, they could have gotten away for a long time and they were dangerous. They'd killed a police officer already. They were going to kill that kid. There's no doubt they were
1: going to kill him. There's yeah, no yeah.
2: doubt they were going to kill him. They were going to drop him on the side of the road and they, they they
1: were they were they kidnapped him for the car yes they okay. carjacked him okay. for his gotcha. car okay. yeah
2: and so that act of just sheer courage bravery or whatever i mean i don't know what choice you have cuz i mean you're doing the calculus in your mind well i can die trying to get away or i can just die Which do I pick? And he he took him a minute, and he did the calculus. But sometimes you can get like paralysis by analysis, I would think, where you just are so scared that you freeze. Or even almost believe them. Okay, just ride it out.
1: Stay alive as long as possible
2: and see what happens. And he thought to himself, these guys, they've they've already shown they don't care about life. They've told me who they are. They're going to kill me. Yeah. I'm going to make a run for it right here. This was his one opportunity. Because if he comes back, gets in the car, and they leave, his odds go down but by him getting out they knew what they were they knew where they were and then the manhunt started that's where i left off i'll pick back so up so
1: what's the documentary called
2: it's on netflix it's boston marathon whatever i don't remember the exact title but i don't think there's too many boston marathon documentaries freshly released on netflix at the same time i'm going to guess there's just american
1: manhunt the boston marathon bombing there you go there you go i wasn't trying to be march a smart march 29 ass. 2023 debut yeah, I wasn't trying to be a smartass. I just don't remember the name. Speaking of Patriots Day, as somebody said, that means you get early baseball if you want it. Red Sox Angels at 10.10 uh, 10, a.m. our time this oh, morning. Shohei early. That's correct. Yes. There you go. If you care about that. every day's a Shohei day. The Angels are 7 and 8. The Red Sox are 8 and 8. So Patriots Day there. For, don't uh, you think for Shohei
2: that. probably saw the Cubs take two out of three from the Dodgers and said, I want to be a part of that. Don't you think
1: when you care about him more than you care about your country, so I mean I, I I'm I'm I I get it. I do. I mean, you're not going to once he signs with the Dodgers, but No. I'll go back to It's being, a temporary. Yeah, my patriotism adoration. will return. Yes.
2: It's either temporary or it's going to be some kind oh. of adoration. Oh.
1: Oh. <laughs> Could get to a very obnoxious level quickly if 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 that were to happen. <laughs>
2: Someone said, "How many jerseys would you order?" I said, "How many they got? <laughs>
1: <laughs> How many colors are available?" Well, I mean, what are they wearing? Because you're the Cubs, you've got to put out every alternate jersey known to man. Like you, if they have worn it ever, Otani gets a gets a number. That navy blue, blue uh, Wrigleyville jersey that I don't really like.
2: Would you get it? Yes. They wear that in games. They wear it on Friday home games, or really? they did last year. I don't know if they did it this year. I can't remember. I didn't pay attention when they played the Rangers.
1: At we'll give baseball this—they're pretty lax on letting you kind of wear whatever. Yeah, the Dodgers
2: wore a blue top. I mean, the NFL yesterday. is so weird about
1: that. Yeah, approvals and years in advance and all that stuff.
2: So, I mean, not to get on this at all, but Major League Baseball's been more entertaining this year than it has. It—they give credit where it's due. They figured out some things.
1: NHL playoffs start today. You got I know. a you got
2: a team. Uh, I'm saving that for ten thoughts, which are going to be thrown together with remarkable pace this morning. Expediency, yes, expediency.
1: Okay, are you for the front runners? Spoiler that. Do, we, do, do you do you want to see greatness consolidated?
2: I think if you told me I could pick a team to win it, I'd pick the Oilers because I want to
1: watch McDavid play. Okay, fine. For the completely illiterate AHL, Connor McDavid, the best player in the NHL. He plays for the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, some people think he's the best player They are ever. the second betting favorite. The Boston Bruins just set the record for most points in a season. They are clearly the best team. Um, the Avalanche, the defending champions, are actually the one seed on the other side. So they're there too. But most people are not picking the Avalanche. They are picking the Oilers or the Bruins at this point. So anyway, uh, spring game Saturday finished up uh if somebody's asking yes i I know there are practices remaining lane was asked about that he said he technically has three but he said that's a very arbitrary number and that most coaches frankly use them simply because they feel like they have to use them that uh he said they would potentially do some walkthrough stuff do some mental reps he said they could all get together and and whatnot but he felt like at this point given injuries given where they are there was no reason to to have any more contact this spring or to do anything from a normal practice situation. um, I have mad, seriously, mad respect for that. Well, it's that, I mean, you know, and look, it's the overriding thing from that game on Saturday. And you knew it was coming. Lane took his little friendly, funny shot at Florida during their spring game of the night before, whatever that was. Uh, He took a picture of his TV. It was seven to seven in like the fourth quarter or late third, um, where there'd been no points and no action. The most interesting thing from Florida spring game was that, the opening kickoff almost hit Anthony Richardson and he caught it. Um otherwise not much there at all. Lane did not do that. Um it was 53-52. Almost uh the, the red team scoring on a two-point conversion as time expired. Jackson Dart hitting Jordan Watkins for that after Fred McAfee had the uh had, had the, the the touchdown to bring them within a point there at the end of regulation um fred had a big day by the way and i mean I, I pulled for his dad for a long time played special teams for the saints so uh you know uh but here's I mean, at one point we're walk. it's actually kind of funny we're walking to the elevators because they said hey lane's gonna be pretty quick here press conference is gonna start almost <laughs> as soon as this game is <laughs> over by the way like I don't even think he talked to the team. He ran straight to the media, got that out of the way. I mean, it was five minutes after game Were time. Were all on the
2: field or what? where?
1: No, they. that's what I was saying. So we did the press conference in the grill, the 1810 grill. Okay. Um, so they had to get us out of the press box down into the 1810 grill. Well, as everybody's aware, there's a construction situation going on, so we had to figure out how to navigate through some of the construction for the Manning Center. And uh, they said, well, about two minutes left, go ahead and go, because Lane is coming. Like, he's going to be there. Yeah. And – um. He was. He was quickly. Yeah. And uh, he, as we're getting on the elevator, you could hear through all the walkie-talkies and stuff, and everybody had to go, the head coach has requested that seven points be added to the red team score. Uh, Red team, seven-plus points here. And then you have them like have to announce it over the PA, and it's like, okay, can we at least get the comedy of what is going on right now? But what Lane was doing was simply setting up a one-possession game with one possession to go to give Jackson the ball and say, hey, go win the game here or whatnot. But both teams, <laughs> per the book, were right. told, run your base stuff, just vanilla um, in all ways. The defense complied. The offense did not comply at times uh, to the point that Lane and, – and I will – I do think this is a bit of a mystery. So people off to also realize here, there's, there I got, I got a point, is – Charlie and Pete were not calling most of this game. Charlie Weiss and, and Pete Golden. Yeah, at right. all. Mm-hmm. Um, they the picked, people who will call the normal games. Yes, yes. they pick coaches to call yes. these games. Yes. Um, it was not them. Lane's quote on Saturday was that they were uh, they were they were looking through a straw, meaning they only cared about winning the the, the Grove Bowl, not yes. uh, actually doing anything else. He said he would like some of those plays to have not been called offensively, but it's all right. It is what it is. Um, The offense had a huge advantage that I'm wondering if Lane told the offense, no, you can score points, do us some other stuff, or if they just broke protocol on their own. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Probably some
2: combination thereof. Because he wanted points. Yes.
1: The defense didn't. I mean, the defense can't touch the quarterback. Uh, They're running base with no blitzes, no exotic packages at all. And half the time, they would touch the quarterback, and the quarterback still would run for 20 more yards before they'd blow the whistle. So there was – There was stuff here, guys. Like it it was, it was whatever. So if you're looking at simply the 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 stats, you go, okay, back off. It's it's at one point John Saunders, who had a hell of a day, by the way, he had 13 and a half tackles and an interception on Saturday. Um, I do think he's going to play and play well. He is. He is. Uh, turned into a good safety for them. He was a corner when he came in from Miami Ohio, but he's been switched to safety. Wrote about him on
2: Thursday, I think. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean, he he admitted it. He goes, look, it was. In, in a way, because you're competitive, it was frustrating. But at the end of the day, it was a spring game. So keep that in mind. and It's going to be all right. Um, he was frustrated with some one-on-one coverages for some guys. He thought even inside the game plan as it was set up that Ole Miss's defensive backs, in his words, did a poor job, contested catches, some one-on-one situations from an offense-defense standpoint. But – you know, look, I it, it, this is a credit to Neil, I mean, to, to Lane. Neil said it before we started the show. He, he ran a Barnum and Bailey day, basically, and it was fun. I mean, I looked over at multiple media members and went, if you'll just keep this in the context of made the Grove Bowl entertaining, make it the event that it is, because you're not solving any equations out there on this day. They stayed healthy, which is job one, because if somebody ends up carrying their leg off the field, nothing else that day was fun or mattered at all. Absolutely, They appeared to have got off injury-free, it was exactly what you would hope it to be. It was just sort of this football practice spectacle thing, and it was fine. It was – it was. they threw the ball around. They caught the ball. You saw some individual players look pretty good in the process. Look, Spencer Sanders looked healthy. Um, He looked really, really good on the deep ball. I told you that last – I guess it was the last Saturday
2: that mm-hmm. they were going to be in the stadium, but it rained, and so they went out on the practice fields. He threw some deep balls that I was like,
1: oh, his no, cool. shoulder had, feels better. All three quarterbacks, Dart had probably had the worst day if you just graded strictly on the day, although Dart is, and this is very relevant that I don't know was always pointed out. He is the only one who played exclusively against the first-team defense. Sanders played against all the backups, and Howard played on both teams, and mm-hmm. Howard was really good on both teams. He had a hell of a day. So we're still Walker Howard
2: was really, really good. Um we're still where we were before practice one, after practice
1: twelve, right? Quarterbacks? Yeah. I mean, we're still at this mystery with where do you go from here? Jackson Dart has done absolutely nothing to lose the quarterback job. He committed one turnover the entire spring. I know. That's not gonna lose you the gig when you're the incumbent. You wouldn't think. I wouldn't think. Sanders looked good. Um I think he would have looked even better had it been live because I think he uses his feet in some different ways and does some things that even in this two-hand touch mode doesn't necessarily come out. But I was impressed with his throwing, Um, really impressed with intermediate and deep stuff. And then with Howard, he's still swimming a little. It's year one in a system. It's all semester one in a system. It's all those things, but... Damn, you can see it. I mean, oh God, oh, you can see it. You can see why he was a
2: five star that everybody recruited. No question.
1: There are throws he makes and ways he gets out of the pocket and extends plays that you don't teach that. You you just have that or you don't. No, man. he has arm
2: talent that's not coachable. You can't coach a kid into being that talented with his arm. He's he's there's a lot there. He's real. There's a lot there. You can again, I mean not. It t- won't be today, this year, but it's real. Yeah, I think the people that are claiming for him to get the job. And don't. Lane has kind of stopped that. And they went, hey, yeah. that's, that's not. Yeah, he's, but, he's okay. But to get back to where we were before this started, he was told you're going to be the number two quarterback. And you're going to get number two reps. Yeah. And you can look at him and see why you would want to follow through with that promise. That's right. He's he's the guy of the future. Yeah. And so you gotta figure out how you navigate twenty twenty-three with the other two guys. Yeah. So we'll look at because if one of them gets the one reps and and Howard gets the two reps, once the season starts, there are no three reps. Yeah. You're not even wearing your number anymore. So the question is, is there a way for Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders to be happy when one's getting the one reps? And one is pretending to be the quarterback at Tulane in week two. And the answer to that question is no. Yeah. No is the answer. Yeah. It's not a long answer. It's a very short. The answer is no.
1: Yeah. So so, I, so the people that want summer drama think you've got it. Yeah, it's here. We'll talk about that in a second. First tell you about the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. We are uh, the week of the Morgan Wallen concert. Is bringing his one night at a time tour to Baltimore Way Stadium, April 22nd and 23rd. Tickets for both are available. They start at just $78. To purchase, visit morganwallen.com. And if you already have your ticket, make sure you purchase parking pass. That's going to be very, very needed. Campus is going to be an absolute zoo over the next week. OleMissTix.com for the parking pass.
2: Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth, watering, made from scratch, Louisiana cuisine, po boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. All in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. The College Corner is your one-stop Rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in Central Mississippi We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right, every item starts at just $1 no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville as well as Memphis, and Selma, Indiana. More uh, coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. And we're brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company uh, created by Ole Miss pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside the U.S. under the highest standards. They're based out of Iuka, Mississippi. If you take diabetes, high blood pressure, or cholesterol medications, they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support, puts those vitamins back into your body to help with those side effects, helping you stay more compliant, taking your medications, and helping you stay healthier over the long term. It's available in local Independent pharmacies across the continental U.S., including all across Mississippi, and on their website, solutionsrx.com. Just type in the promo code OEP at checkout and get 10% off your first order.
1: Podcasts is brought to you by Prom Shrimp, promshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Delivered right there to your door. were the 10 minutes freezer to plate and you have dinner. They include the uh, the signature, the New Orleans-style barbecue, two of my favorites, the full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter, and the French Quarter Alfredo, and plenty more, including their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp. A lot like, a lot like what's at the grocery store. It's a very higher-quality shrimp from the New Orleans-based company. And speaking of New Orleans and all over the coast in Louisiana, they are now available in Rouse's Markets. You can pick them up retail as well as, again, getting them shipped directly to you. When you get them shipped to you, use code RG. You buy five pouches or more. Five pouches or more, 25% off with, again, code RG and com. So, I mean, individual performances, again, it was a practice. It was one of 12. Yes. Was that right? Because I didn't use the 15 uh, or haven't used the 15.
2: You think if they lose a game somewhere in the season, someone's going to, if
1: they just had those three practices, got a little more physical for a week. What shows you, though, the answer is, I mean, sure, somebody somewhere, but to a relevant level, no. But yet coaches are cognizant of that. Yeah. It's so stupid.
2: Uh, It's one of the things I really like about Lane is he admits it out loud that, hey, the only reason everybody does 15 practices is because they're allotted, and we've got people that are in the media that
1: count them. It's the truth. It's one of the reasons some of the schools that wanted the Las Vegas Bowl wanted it because it was so early. You go, I'm just going to get this done. Get out of here. Let's go do it and get it over with. Yeah. Um, individual performances, though, look, Chris Marshall really looked the part. Um, athletically, he can play. Ole Miss needs him to be that kind of guy this fall for yes. them. Um, Jordan Watkins looked very healthy. He he looked the way you would hope that, that he looked as a guy that's going to give you something out of the slot. Um. Judkins had eleven carries, forty seven yards, they were careful with him, whatever. Um, Bentley got some touches, and I think he had ten carries, and then they rode McAfee hard there in the second half once those guys were uh were done. So the takeaway from this is that McAfee will be the starting tailback. Is that correct? Yes, he gets the annual uh, Hiram White award of players who show out in the spring game. Um yes, no offense, Hiram. I just for some reason you're the one that always pops in my head. I can't Uh, remember who it was. The reason I thought about this was I saw Ryan Hooker, the former
2: Auburn player, uh, at a soccer thing this weekend. It made me think about this from an Auburn. One of tuberful spring games at Auburn, (laughs) some wide receiver caught a whole bunch of passes and stuff, and he sees us before we go into the interview thing to talk to the kid. He goes, hey, write about that kid. And I was like, why is there – he goes, yeah, because today's the only day he's ever going to catch
1: a ball on a college game. Write it. <laughs> I was like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, and Knox has looked better. I mean, he's been healthy. You'll see what that translates to in the fall. Um, just got to stay healthy into yeah, the fall. It's just been that's been the struggle. Um, he has not been healthy in full strength at any point. Um, I thought Joshua Harris was really disruptive and active on the defensive side. He's been good so far, and. That doesn't – you know, it's – those guys have to prove it. I mean, you know, you go into the portal and you get guys and Ole Miss has seen booms and they've seen bust already in this portal era that's only into its second year or three or two years, I guess, going into its third year. And just because a guy comes from a name program doesn't mean that he's going to play at some elite level. I feel like sometimes that has to be repeated a few times is that most time when dudes leave, they leave for a reason. And Everyone's you kind of have to show it. It's not, you're not getting the number one dude who is on the top of the depth chart. And, you know, that's very infrequently when that kind of guy leaves. It happens, but not often. Everyone gets in the portal for a reason. And not all of those reasons are super positive. And so sometimes you've got to
2: sort through that. That doesn't mean that a kid who gets in the no, portal no. for a negative reason can't be Im- impactful
1: somewhere else. But you do have to be aware of that. Yeah. But to, I guess my point is, Harris is really flash so far. It's just spring, but. He has looked good, and, and, and a lot of a lot of work to this uh, to this point defensively. Um, otherwise, like I said, Saunders had a big day, but defensively, AJ Brown has played well. But like, I need him to go by a different name. But otherwise, uh, they, they 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 weren't running anything, so I don't know, um, and they weren't necessarily tackling to the ground all the time. So I, I, grains of salt and whatnot. Well, they it very, is what it is. very clearly had a conversation
2: throughout the spring of hey guys let's not hurt our own teammates let's let's be let's get through
1: this healthy well it's like i've been asked several times hey i mean what do you evaluate from golding it's like nothing i don't know you haven't seen his system i have no way you know his coaching style we have seen him on the sidelines but beyond that i got nothing i don't know tell you in fall yeah ask me september the 16th ish yeah um michael trigg had a hell of a day he is a problem in one-on-one matchups um we all know that he had a huge spring last year so does that translate this fall i don't know we'll see it could um lane did not appear to get frustrated with him at any point on saturday um he caught nine balls for 138 yards he and sanders locked up a lot um i don't know the one thing from a schematic standpoint and it probably is not even something schematically um that we we don't know what this will mean for the fall but the running backs caught a lot of passes out of the backfield on Saturday again does it matter i don't know charlie wasn't calling the game but both quarterback or two of the quarterbacks mentioned that that was an extra wrinkle that they thought was a huge benefit to them on Saturday and in general. So we'll see if Bentley and Judkins, and if that's a little more of the offense as they, as they move forward, I have no idea, but almost made kicks. Punning is not great right now. Um, that's where I'm at. I don't know. If it's you a, have questions, feel free. It's if a that very is, good breakdown. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I don't know. <laughs> I, look, it's a, it, it
2: promises to be a very entertaining preseason camp. Because if the quarterback thing is unresolved, it gets real in August. Because in April, you can go, hey, we got lots of time. In August, you don't have lots of time. And how that gets resolved is interesting. And then, look, Quinshawn Judkins is a potential Heisman candidate if they win enough games. Uh, they've got Wild cards in, uh, on the offense. You mentioned them just then. Jalen Knox, Chris Marshall, Michael Trigg. Michael Trigg. I mean, those are all dudes with huge ceilings. And frankly, they're guys with floors. And so, you know.
1: Yolins is Bentley. And if other if you don't have him, who's your running back
2: if it's not Roscano? I mean. You know, they went through the the, the whole spring. Jeremy James didn't play. Uh, Jaden Williams didn't play. They'll both play. So the offensive line will look different. So, so they got some depth. Um. Defensively, like you mentioned, they they're, they're they were in installation mode throughout the spring. Um they're gonna add Sunterine Perkins, and there's a potential that he is super impactful right off the bat, and that would help because I think linebacker play is a is a question mark. Um the punter thing is all jokes aside, is is a legitimate
1: yeah. issue. Um there's, there's stuff. We'll see. I'm assuming Kate Davis, the A and M transfer, kicks off. That'd be my assumption. You have Costa back at place kicker, obviously, and Davis actually looked pretty good at place kicking
2: too. It's a team that that has a high ceiling, and it's a team because of its schedule that it, the floor is a little deeper than I think some people give it credit for, and so the, it's it's a it promises like most football seasons to be very interesting. And here's the great thing: when you have Kiffin as your coach, and you saw this on Saturday, and I mean this sincerely, it's going to be entertaining. And so that's fun. There's no, there's nothing boring about them. He doesn't want to be boring, and he takes a spring game where he knows, hey, look, I could easily milk toast this, and nobody would say anything, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do this in a way where it's going to be crazy, and we're going to score tons of points, and it's going to be funny, and everybody's going to laugh about who's calling plays and whatever, but at the end of the day, it doesn't mean much. But it was entertaining, and prospects who were there had a good time. And if you watched it on TV, that was probably the most entertaining spring game that you'll see because most coaches take spring games and go, people are watching. I must absolutely make this as boring as possible. I don't want to get anybody hurt. It's late. Let's get out of here. And, and it becomes a very regimented drudgery
1: well, I mean look, he, he was it gave him plausible deniability, but it was also funny when he came in because he was asked to evaluate some different things from the day. And he goes, dude, I had a lot going on. He goes, I got two different headsets for two different teams. I've got the main headset that everybody's getting to listen to. And he goes, and I've got an ESPN headset over here too. He goes, I I gotta watch some film. I don't know. Like it it I mean he pointed out I mean, he literally he goes, he goes, There was a lot going on. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it was <laughs> Took a couple shots in there, um, over the course of his day with the with ESPN. Um one Took a regard. Shot at Jimbo, right? He he did, yes. Chris Marshall was caught a pass and did a little celebrating and I don't know the exact quote, but Lane some, said something along the lines of he comes from a program where you get to celebrate after every catch, but I need him to hand the ball to the official one so we can snap <laughs> the next play. Um he did he did say that. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> He goes. We're still working on it. Uh, and anyway, he look. He and he he mentioned not everybody was happy with the quarterback room. He mentioned that I, I I thought we're kind of burying the lead here a little bit. I thought that he was asked multiple questions about again. I think he he handled them well. He was not in a bad mood. He was not upset. But I think he is getting somewhat tired of justifying his decision over the quarterbacks in the transfers and filling up the room as he did. Why, why is anyone asking him to justify it anymore? He's already told you why he did it.
2: Now, you can disagree with it. That's perfectly fine. And you can wonder, like I do, and I, how I it's going to play out. And I don't think, Lane, I mean, I, I've kind of gathered from the things that he said that he sort of understands why I said that. Yeah, sure. Which is, hey, how does this work? Like, I, But do I understand, hey, create competition and play the best guy? 1,000%. Now, do I look at it and go? I don't think you can keep all those cats happy into well, September. Sure, and 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 listen, I I'm 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 pretty educated in saying this. I think one of the options that when they looked at doing this that they put on the table was, you know, it's a chance one of the older guys leaves, mm-hmm. and if we if the one that leaves leaves, it's because he got beat out, and you have your quarterback of the future in Howard, and whether it's Dart or Sanders. I do think Howard is the quarterback of the future, sure. which is the thing that's confusing about Dart. Because okay. he has a year left unless he really blows up and goes pro. Sanders is not confusing. He's got one, one year, season. and then it's over. He, If he tries to come back and play another season, they're going to do the whole eligibility thing. I and mean, He doesn't. I'm kidding. With Dart, if you believe that Jackson has this monstrous season and goes to the NFL, okay. That's seamless, yeah, sure. But what if he just has a good season? Mm -hmm. not an NFL season. But he's a really good, decorated, returning third-year starter. Right. What if he has the season where the NFL says, hey, man, you're just – because don't forget, Jackson turns 20, okay? Yeah. I, I do this all the time because people make him in their minds older than he is. He turns 20 next month. So this time next year, carry the one. He won't be 21 until after next year's NFL draft. The odds of the NFL telling Jackson Dart, hey, dude, don't rush it. Go back, are pretty strong.
1: So what do you do in that scenario? Have a guy coming back that's somewhat equivalent to Corral when he came back for his final season. Yeah, and so I'm... That gets
2: funny. That's where I kind of raise my hand and go, how y'all going to do that? (laughs) That's tomorrow's problem.
1: Right. Which is kind of what Lane said. I mean, Lane's point was, he goes two things. He goes... He goes, last time I checked in baseball, you don't just have one pitcher and you're good with one pitcher. It's it's not a fair comparison. But his point was, everybody's so caught up on the starter. And he goes, I get it. He goes, we're just trying to make the room deep. He goes, injuries. He goes, stuff happened. True. He's like, at the end of the day, if I don't have a guy to replace that guy, that's my fault. Yeah. So the job at the end of the day is not even necessarily about, he goes, everybody's so caught up on who's 1A. He goes, I'm just trying to fill the room with dudes who can play. Yeah. Yeah. And then it works itself out however it works itself out at that point.
2: Oh, I, I think he's more than justified in, in what he did. And I,
1: I think it, he can look at it on Saturday and go see it worked. I mean, Alabama, last time I checked, signs four-star quarterbacks every year. They figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. Dudes sit. Dudes transfer. Sure. Somebody wins. It's it, it's where this thing is with the quarterback position in general. And look, if you – Because look, he could really use another freaking running back right now. Yeah. I mean,
2: if, if you told me that they all three stay – Okay. How that all works out, I don't know. But two quarterbacks that were on scholarship left. One went to Illinois, and one I believe is going to Arkansas State. And so you replace two that left with two scholarship quarterbacks. Now, there's an NIL thing that we could talk about. We've talked about it some. If you have a lot of NIL money committed to three quarterbacks, and they do, if you keep that during the season, could you? Is it a fair. I don't know if it's criticism. Is it a fair assertion to say, hey, you could have taken some of that NIL money for your third-team quarterback and put it on a another running back, another wide receiver, yeah, sure. another defensive end?
1: That's a salary cap question that's completely different. And that's, different, but and that's yeah. fair.
2: You know, I mean, it's a fair thing. I think Lane would tell you that's fair. Oh, 100%. But you know, they they wanted Jackson Dart to get better. And listen, he did. I know Saturday he made some throws or whatnot. But if you talk to people around that program, the one thing that they all consistently say is that Jackson Dart got a lot better.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
2: And so for the people that only saw one spring game, and I'm not criticizing, but you saw one spring game that had all the caveats that we just talked about, and you make a firm, declarative
1: uh, judgment. A little foolish. It's flimsy. Yeah, no, in a year, we might be doing the hey, is it Jackson Dart is the third year starter and a guy who had a hell of a 2022 and is coming back and he's got all this experience and this NFL buzz? Or is it Walker Howard who waited his turn? Maybe we're having that conversation, and, but that's a year away. And it's possible that in a year, Jackson has a, a, a good season and
2: that it's obvious that Walker Howard's the guy of the future. And, and Jackson he grad could, he could grad transfer and play right away at a number of places. Oh, he, I mean, he, he could pick just his school. almost pick a school. Yeah.
1: And that's on the table. And Lane would tell you that. Yeah, sure. Um, He was... Not going to answer this, but just simply the last thing on this topic before we move on. Uh, Someone asked him about May portal needs, and he said that last time he checked, he was not going to answer that question in a press conference. Um, He said that the problem with that is he goes, you give a position, and suddenly every player and every parent who plays that position thinks their kid is terrible and is going to get passed over. And he goes, I've got phone calls. He goes, "It just not worth it. No, he's not not answering that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Tons of credit for the honest answer.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. He said that that opens up more worms than he was willing to take on at that point. But I
2: think we can look at it and get an idea. You know where they
1: are. I mean, they, they, look, they need a, another backup running back if they, they can do. find one. They need a third scholarship running back that's not Roscano.
2: Yeah, because you don't know it, that he's coming in ready to go. Maybe he does, and if he does, awesome. Good they need for you. defensive linemen.
1: They do. And if they need a linebacker, if Santarion Perkins is not fantastic, bingo. If Perkins is awesome, you don't need yeah. another.
2: Yeah. But what if he's not quite ready? Yeah. What if what if it what if a kid? What do you play? Raleigh. Yeah. What if a kid who just hasn't seen this level of football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. if it just takes him four or five weeks to kind of catch up to the speed? And it might. Yeah, that doesn't mean he won't be a
1: superstar because most people think he's going to be a superstar. Yeah, but Mendenhall to Mississippi State's a jump, so it's it's. Yeah. What if it takes a minute? Yeah. So. Podcast brought to you in part by G and M Pharmacy 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync Pre prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have everything you need when you need it with G and M. Also, remember to transfer those medications. Again, one call, they take care of the rest. So whether it be Holly Springs and Tyson Drugs or GNM Pharmacy there in Oxford, again, 662-236-2222. I'll have 10 weekend
2: thoughts up uh, later today. They're brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start, the warm-up patch used before while you drink, the overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep, The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at uh, checkout. Get 20% off your purchase. Uh, ACS is owned by Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi. It's established in 2013. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. Go to acsllcms.com or call 662 601 4381. We're brought to you by Laman's Fine Jewelry. Lamons 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Whether it's engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, whatever the case may be, they can take care of all of your jewelry needs. They're the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at laman'sfinejewelry.com or call them at 662 234 2777 Martin Palomo was here in the Clark Ford studios on Friday. We taped a mind on my money. That's brought to you by pinnacle pinnacle based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 States advisors in multiple States. They provide detailed specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses and much, much more. Go to mypinwealth.com, M Y P I N N wealth.com to learn more. It's uh, about time to get that summer vacation uh, planned If you are are fortunate enough to be able to do that, get in touch with John Edwards in in, uh, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, John traveled the globe for 37 years before he got into the travel business. He knows the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. And he will come up with options that you're just not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. And if you're coming up this weekend for the LSU series, coming up for uh, the Morgan Wallen concert, or just coming up to hang out, visit uh, OPA. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. It's a a fantastic place to uh, enjoy an evening. Fabulous food, great craft libations as well. Uh, it's OPA on the square in Oxford.
1: Podcast also brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com. And a little uh, little PSA here, they're in their final week at their uh, their current location. They're on White Oak Lane just off Molly Bar. They're moving into Chicory Market next week. So uh, be aware of that. You can see them out at Chicory next week. And in uh, anticipation of that, they're taking part in the Oxford Community Market spring kickoff party that is um april 18th that's tomorrow on tuesday 3 to 6 30 at the old armory pavilion they're gonna have some samples they're gonna have cheeses they're gonna be able to purchase some of their items as well so come by see them there on tuesday and be aware of the change we'll bring more to you as the week goes on that's johnstonecreamery.com 662-419-9201 so get into old mississippi state baseball in a second um not gonna break down the overlaw, the minutia of it. As um, said, Ole Miss winning on three uh, two on Friday, they lose eight seven on Saturday, and lose five three on Sunday. But the bigger program news, college baseball news, was the uh, the rule changes from the NCAA Division one Council last week, and it's it's pretty substantial on a number of levels. I wrote about it as the uh, the lead of my thing on Friday. It's worth reading; cause you'll get a little more context than I'll probably give you here. But It was very informative. Um, essentially. In the past, and I'll set it up for anybody who's not followed college baseball recruiting, is that because of years and decades of it being a quote gentleman's agreement where teams did not recruit kids who were committed to other schools, meaning I've heard call I've, I've heard coaches literally apologize to other coaches for recruiting a kid who they were not aware had committed. It was I didn't self- know he committed to you in the sixth yeah. grade. My, my bad. It was. And look, it's self-preservation for a long time because there are very few college baseball coaches, and if you are worried on your that your staff has to worry about that too, then you got way too much stuff going on on your plate. So, but what that did over the years was mean well let's push for early and earlier commitments because we get these kids, we get them in the eighth grade, and then we've got them throughout high school because no one is is doing that. Um. That has started to change over the last few years. Um, More money, more exposure. There's lots of reasons for why. I mean, very obvious human reasons on why. The sport has has grown. Yes. The sport has become more mainstream, and in in, in doing so, the recruiting has become more mainstream. Yeah. So, and this this is fairly intricate. It'll take a second. But Ole Miss, like right now, they have an eighth grader committed, they have two freshmen committed, and they have eight sophomores committed. The new rules, and that's pretty standard, I think LSU has seven eighth graders committed if I have that right. Wow. Um, It might be freshman, but for some reason, I thought it was eighth graders. Anyway, um, the new rule says that there can be zero contact with a college baseball prospect with a recruit um, prior to August of their junior year, meaning the first month of their junior year. There's been some questions about that. Now, here is one thing. I hate that date. I want it to be May Because you're not giving these college coaches the ability to recruit during a summer. Because most of these kids are going to commit prior to the summer before their senior year. Now, they don't have to, and maybe it does run into that summer, and maybe that's what we're going to see is even another change. But I really would have liked May to give that summer circuit an opportunity to be recruited at that point. But either way, no contact, no phone calls, nothing, nothing. Um uh, cannot offer them a scholarship prior to either August or September of that year. I forget which one. And even if they see them at camp, because they will do that, kids will come to camps and things along those lines, they have to be very careful, at least by the book, the way that those relationships and those interactions are. It's even retroactive, meaning kids who are committed to Ole Miss that are younger than that date, Ole Miss cannot have contact with them prior to that date, even though they are currently committed. A little bit of a weird deal there, but here's what it is:
2: It's one. It's You're a, committed to play for me, and yet I can't. I can't talk I can't to you. Speak
1: to you. That is correct. Can yeah. you talk to a parent? I do not believe so. Okay. I have not read the minutia, but that was my interpretation. Was no. So it, it does a couple things. One is this is great news for time management and quality of life for college baseball staffs because in the past, think about this. You're talking about three assistants, your ops people, a head coach, who have been dealing with your current roster, leaving, not leaving for Major League Draft, the JUCO, at least two JUCO classes that you are contemplating bringing kids in from, the transfer portal class, in and out, seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen, 8th graders, um... Frankly, and that even runs into seventh graders. If we're being really, really honest, as far as phone calls for things that could turn <laughs> into eighth grade, um, I had one not old Miss coach go. Just thank God I never have to answer an eighth grade phone call again. How's, um, how's your uh, acne yeah, treatment exactly. coming along? So how are your braces? It's all those things, but here's what it really is. Th- 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 you that's you where yet? that's sort of where all the purists stopped with the analysis on Friday. It's the acknowledgement that college baseball is becoming the other sports, even though it is not full scholarship equivalent. For some of those people, that's going to be a struggle. Because here's the deal, and here's what was happening. When you lock that kid in as a sophomore you feel, or a freshman or an eighth grader, you feel an obligation to him because you kept him from being recruited by other schools the entire high school career. Mm-hmm. So when you bring him in, you're going, I need to give this kid a chance. And maybe he didn't hit puberty right? Maybe he has not developed correctly. Maybe you've got dead weight and you kind of know it, but you hang on to it because you're a good dude, and you mm-hmm. screwed him over in a way that was not necessarily your fault. yeah, well, now you're gonna know much more about what a kid is when he turns sixteen seventeen than when he's thirteen or fourteen. duh, but that's it's just you can evaluate so much cleaner, yes. Because here's the deal. You can't bring dead weight in anymore. You can't do it. You don't have room. You don't have ability to develop. I mean, you it, it, you have to recruit a completely different way now. It also allows the kids to be able to look at their options better and not have to go through the public process of decommitting, which sucks for everybody. Yes. Not make the kid have to call the coach and go, hey, sorry, I know you've been with me for three years, but I need to look around. Because for the kids, they couldn't legitimately know what a baseball program was going to be in 60 months now they have to figure out what the program is going to be in 12 to 18 months. I mean, there are exceptions where a kid grew
2: up a giant Auburn fan. Well, yeah, sure. And he was going to go to Auburn no matter what happened, no matter what. But most kids aren't that way. And so when you're making an eighth grader pick a college when he hasn't even started high school yet, it's anyone who's been around eighth grade kids. I'm not talking about the diehard fan that would go to Ole Miss no matter what. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm talking about most kids. DK Metcalf committed in the eighth grade. Okay.
2: Okay. We get it. But most kids are making a sports decision that is also a school decision. Yeah, 100%. And you don't really know from the past, like, well, what's the scholarship situation going to be at that time? What's the situation going to be with the coaching staff? There's so much there that you couldn't do. And then on the flip side, and I've heard Carl kind of reference this casually, not every eighth grader who's a stud is the best player as a junior. And not every eighth grader who's not very good yet doesn't have a growth spurt, fill in, find some things, and become a really better player as a junior. I just think this is smart across the board. And with the portal now, you you just, you just don't take the high school kid unless you know he's ready to play.
1: Yeah, because otherwise you're eating up scholarship money I could use on this other cat over here that plays for Middle Tennessee. And you're still dealing with the major league draft. You are.
2: Where you can over-recruit. You recruit this
1: stud from wherever. And- Jackson Ferris last year. You thought you had a dude, and he blew up. And the Chicago Cubs fell
2: in love with him and said, we will pay you a lot of slot money to the point where the kid goes, I got to take this. Yeah, sure.
1: It's it, it's changed everything. So this, is, this helps the coaches. It lets them just recruit much more present. It helps the kids. It keeps the kids from bad decisions. Too. I mean, there's some protection here that's not even obvious for the kids that go, hey, I got really enamored with Tony Vitello as a freshman, but by the time I'm junior, that that fit. It doesn't fit Not doesn't so enamored anymore. It doesn't make sense yeah, anymore. Yeah, of course.
2: Um, well, it just stands to reason, right, that a high school junior can make a better decision about college than an eighth grader. I yeah. mean, frankly, kudos to everybody for admitting, hey, we've outgrown our old rules. Yeah, let's put some new ones
1: in place that yeah. make sense. Because without this, co- schools were going to be constantly negative recruiting each other because they were cutting a bunch of kids who had been committed to them for twenty-four to thirty-six months. That's what was about to happen. Because look, it's it's all Misses, and this 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 segues into the state thing for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I wrote this on the board last night, and it's not time yet, so I'll I'll hit this a lot more in detail because the season's not over. I mean, still five more weekends of the regular season left. Sure, fifteen SEC games. Um, is you you have these bad years and Ole Miss is certainly on the on the path to one right now. Other teams have had them in the past. Yes. Most have actually. It's what's almost kind of odd because Mike never has. Um, you have to learn something. You have to figure out what the lesson is that makes you not repeat it. And for Ole Miss, it's probably be a little less nice. And I know that's a weird thing. Mike probably struggles with that. He's at the end of the day, he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like cutting kids. Doesn't like not giving them a lot of chances. Doesn't like taking them out of the roles that he thinks they can eventually be in, even on the current team. He's a high-integrity guy. Yeah, and I think it's going to have to be more of, Nah, hey, you just got to get – there's never enough. That's what I wrote last night was there's never enough. I I think they looked at the profile of their season and went, okay, got Elliott – I got what has traditionally been the ace, and then I got this Saturday guy who's going to throw strikes and eatings, and you got this guy on Sunday that's going to do this and whatever, and that's the way it works. And the portal has changed that. It's now there are super teams. Now there are prospects every damn where. You just get as much as you freaking can get. Yeah, which gets into an NIL conversation we'll have later. I'm not doing it today. <laughs> um, but th- that's I, I
2: know the conversation. Yeah, and we'll get to it another day. But it is a fascinating conversation because I think the answer to the question that you posed on the board, yeah, is no. That's what I think. I think the answer is no. And the question for those who don't know is: Can you
1: can you do fully all three?
2: fund from an NIL perspective three sports football, men's basketball, and baseball if
1: they're all nationally competitive? And I think the answer is
2: no. And maybe I'm wrong. And they
1: obviously need different amounts, but yes. Our baseball needs a different amount. The
2: economy has changed in the last 24 months. That's not a political statement. That's a factual statement. The economy has changed. Yeah. Interest rates are up. Things are different. Yeah, sure. And so coming up with that kind of money across the board is
1: hard to do Yeah. Um,
2: consistently.
1: So that's the rules. We'll talk about, again, the the other stuff. We have plenty of time. We have a summer to kill. Um, potentially one that starts June 1st. Uh, over the weekend, it was just more of the same. I mean, that's really where to break this down. It was a very sweepable series, and Ole Miss lost two out of three. I mean, that's sure. – when you look at it, if you're a good baseball team that's playing good baseball, you went all three in Starkville uh, over the weekend. They went on Friday night. They play well. Jack Doherty gives them an ace of a performance. He was fantastic. Mitch Morell was terrific out of the bullpen. They They – they they did everything correct. The experienced guys really showed up. Gonzalez, by the way, Jacob Gonzalez is having one hell of a year, and we're not talking about it enough because of their not, season.
2: He's having his best
1: season. He, he's phenomenal yes. right now. He is a professional hitter playing college baseball right now. Um, I yeah, mean, he had, he had doubles and three straight at-bats and reached six straight times over two games they lost over the weekend. I mean, he's doing all he can do. Kemp Alderman is playing well. Calvin Harris is hitting the hell out of the baseball right now. That's the thing. This this offense is not very good, despite having three players who very likely could be All-SEC. One-third of their lineup could be All-SEC, and the offense is just not doing enough. Um, starting pitching was pretty good over the weekend, frankly. They got a great outing out of Doherty. Revis was good enough. JT Quinn has been solid three weeks in a row and can't get any run support to win a baseball game. On Sundays, where the offense has got to just go win a baseball game. Yeah. I mean, Quinn or the Ole Miss pitching staff, they gave up five runs off two home runs. They had a 3rd run homer. They had a two run homer. That's all state did on offense, but they won the game. Ole Miss came into the weekend next to last in the SEC and uh, hitting with, sc- in run- with runners in scoring position. They came in second and third, third to last or second to last in advancement opportunities offensively. It's. Look, it's where you get when you're three and twelve. It's not one thing. It's there being one thing every day that is keeping you from winning. If it is not the lineup not hitting, it is the fact that they really are struggling on the back end of the bullpen to get those final six outs. They just Morel has done did a hell of a job multiple times over the weekend, but they don't have enough back there. They they lose on Saturday after they came back on the top of the ninth, put was, up runs, got the, the killer. lead. That was and the you killer. Walk, you walk three yeah. in the ninth. You yeah. gave them the runs essentially with the yeah. walks. Dakota Jordan gets the hit, but you, you you set that up. You're up two runs. Going is it, were they up two runs? Uh, up one. They're run? up one run. You just
2: can't walk the leadoff man. You just can't walk the leadoff man.
1: Nichols walks the leadoff man. They go to Tekoyan, but at that point you're bringing the freshman in with a runner already on base in front of literally the largest crowd in NCAA history. It it just. Because if you're going to bring Takuya in, bring him in to start the inning. Clean. Give him the clean inning. Like Nichols has really struggled in extra in, in successive innings throughout the season. It just, it's just where it is. Um, there's not much clear answers. I I know the question all week is going to be about Hunter Elliott. I expect him to pitch this weekend. I guess I've heard no negative updates on him. I would be very surprised if he throws more than 40 pitches kind of my just my gut I haven't even asked anybody but that's sort of where I feel as of this morning um I would not expect you to extend him we mentioned it last week Mississippi State had a similar situation with Kate Smith their Friday night guy he threw 32 pitches 42 pitches and then he threw 60 something against Ole Miss in week three from coming back um State goes to five and ten they've won two straight series they at least have a pulse I guess um it's about as far as I'd go because they're not very good. They're not very good. They're not good. I mean, that that that's the thing is you played a team that is not good. I mean, you watch State and you go, man, it's nothing that. No, compared to other teams in the league, there's nothing special about them.
2: I'll give them credit; they could have just rolled over and died a couple of weeks ago, and they haven't. It's to their
1: credit, but sure, no. that's they, they don't. A typical SEC team wins that series.
2: Well, look, Ole Miss is 3-12. It's the worst record in the SEC, and at this point, it's not an accident. You lose a lot of kind of close games
1: the same way, and at some point, that's kind of who you are. Yeah. They got very fortunate by injuries a year ago, and they got completely bitten by them this year. Yeah. It typically averages out,
2: and it's just part of baseball. We they are about wasting some offensive outings. They really are. They are wasting some seasons.
1: But they're not getting enough one through nine. No. Well, five through nine has been in The bottom of the order is really struggled. They had five hits on Saturday, I think, but that's the only game that they've been consistently. I mean, Peyton, God love him. He came into the week hitting 065 in SEC play. Oof. Now he had some hits over the weekend, he but did. he came in 065 for the weekend. Well, they had some chances on Saturday.
2: It's so easy to talk about the bottom of the ninth because that's what you remember, and yeah, it's the sure. bottom of the ninth. But they had some chances to make that a four, a five, a six-run game. You know, and you don't – they didn't lose the game in the bottom of the ninth. They, it finished in the bottom of the ninth, but yeah. they set up the ability to lose the game throughout the game. They
1: don't get the double in the gap that yeah. runs it up and State quits and you've won sure. the game. I mean, yesterday, they score in the sixth, they tie it in the seventh, and they have bases loaded and one out. You do anything right there, you grab the lead in the seventh, that's going to help your bullpen. They're going to pitch with more confidence and less pressure. And Clarko rolls into a double play. Innings over, you're 3-3 three, three, instead of 4-3, 5-3, 6-3. Yeah, that was big. You add on and sure. you go, you go, you go. So, yeah, it's it's just it's bad situational baseball. So at the
2: risk of people yelling at me. Is there a mathematical equation at this point that gets them there? Or is, or,
1: or is the math pretty? I think it's 13. I think 13 would get you in. I say that for two reasons. 13 wins. In the SEC. I think you would get benefit of the doubt for last season. And I think – you would have the argument, because that would take a ten, ten, ten and five. Ten and five run. The argument would be that this is the team we are with Elliott back. We went ten and yep. five with our pitcher healthy. This is who we are. We're we won the national title last year. Put us in the tournament. We have the best shortstop in the country. Let's come on. So five weekends left. Can you see a path to ten wins? <sighs> Got LSU. Well, there's, okay. The easiest I know this is a duh. But let's do it this way. Okay. Sure. You win every series two one. You went ten and five. Sure. I, don't yell at me. I've got am not yelling.
2: I'm, so I'm the, the one that easiest asked the question. path.
1: hmm Lose the series to LSU. But get one. Get one. Okay. Sweep someone and go two and one the rest of the way.
2: Okay. And the other series are Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, and Missouri. AM. Missouri.
1: Missouri. Missouri. No, the schedule's not bad.
2: Yeah, so those. It's teams, just
1: hard to sweep teams.
2: The teams that are left: LSU's nine and five in the league, Alabama. And this is not in order. I think Georgia's after that. Georgia's after LSU. Okay, Georgia's four and eleven. Double decker weekend at home. Um,
1: That's the best opportunity.
2: Alabama's six and nine in the league. Auburn is five and ten in the league. And who did we say the other one was? It's
1: Missouri. Auburn, Alabama, Missouri, Georgia.
2: Missouri's five and ten in the league. So yeah. you have
1: thir- you have two
2: five and ten teams. A four and eleven team, a six and nine team, and LSU.
1: Yes, get one, find a sweep because you can't get you. You're not getting in at twelve. They got to get to thirteen. And I don't think Hoover matters. It just has shown no
2: nothing of mattering after last year. And Hoover, if I'm one of these teams up at the top, if I'm Vanderbilt, if I'm Florida, if I'm South Carolina, if I'm Arkansas, LSU, me. Yeah. All right, I'm throwing you, but only if you promise to throw right-handed. Yeah. I mean, All we're right. out. I'm getting out of here. Um, I don't want somebody sliding into first first base trying to beat something out on Saturday and breaks his hand.
1: Nope. Let's get the hell out. There have been some teams getting in at 13 and 17. No team has ever gotten in at 12 and 18. For some, I don't know who it was, and I'm sure they had a hell of an RPI that Ole Miss is not going to have. I feel like someone got in at 12, 17, and 1. Or had a rain out. So twelve and seventeen, but it's thirteen. I, I do think thirteen gets them in. I think it's close. I do too. But I think thirteen would get you in. Um they haven't really I know they lost to Memphis last week. They haven't sucked in the non con. They've been okay. Um I don't think that matters. Well, you can't lose all of them. Right, like right, you right. they they have a respectable record but, that but, would get yeah, them in. But the, yeah,
2: but to your point, they've been fine in the non
1: con. Yeah, I think is the number and that's that's where it is. Now, no, they won
2: the big twelve in the big ten.
1: And, they would still be really good in the big ten. Um, UCLA is going to wreck the Big Ten in baseball. Yes. I mean, they are just going to run through the Big Ten in baseball whenever this, uh, this gets there. So, yeah, mathematically, sure. I mean, that's what Mike should tell his team today is, look, guys, here, I mean, it's isn't complicated. I mean, but this team has to sweep someone. And to sweep someone, you have to play really good baseball. Florida didn't sweep Georgia last weekend. Georgia had a kid hit three home runs, including a grand slam, to win a game against Florida. You just –
2: so hard to And they're sweep. giving
1: away so many games.
2: I mean, they're, you watch if you watch around the SEC, there just aren't many
1: sweeps. Ole Miss gave away the Florida game. They had a three-run lead in the eighth. They gave away a Texas A&M game where you had a three-run lead and got into their bullpen in the third inning and lost the game.
2: Could have easily won two out of three against
1: Arkansas. And then against Mississippi State, Yeah, what it was. So, anyway. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities. Two packages, the 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, spark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, portal controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, and much more. So, again, call the office for details. That's 662-238-3159.
2: I'll have a mailbag up on Wednesday that's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, and you can reach out at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. to by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board, IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, and more. Uh, they just get to know you. They know your strengths. And uh, they'll help you find your next career move. It's always free for the candidates. Conversations are always kept confidential, so you've got nothing to lose by giving them a call. It's 662-832-5138 or check out their site, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Uh, Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here for you uh, to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today and uh, take the first step towards a better version of yourself, CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi, Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, so much offered at Southern Traditions, horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons to advanced competitions. Just get in touch with the people there at uh, Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm.
1: So I I guess because they're actually on the verge of – promotion it made me look at it i went back and watched a couple of the first episodes and i know i'm way 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 behind i get it but the welcome to wrexham it was pretty well done um
2: yeah carson raves about that show i've not watched it yet
1: yeah i i mean it's pop culture out there for anybody but the team that in wells that ryan reynolds and Rob mcelhenney um bought and they're i guess in their second season now something like that um, they are close to promotion into the higher levels. I'm not going through European soccer level rules for you, but essentially into a much better place for them. The, the, the goal that they had coming in, which they're hoping to continue to progress, obviously. But, and it looks like they can. I actually kind of got down a deep dive of them uh, yesterday. It looks like teams who have been promoted into the next level have done a great job of getting into that next level very quickly. There's It looks like the talent is better than you think when it comes up. But... Um, there was an fx documentary that's available on hulu streaming um that follows their journey there's a season two in the works right now season one had i think 18 episodes something like that and i watched two or three just to kind of get acclimated to it and see if it was something that i would stay with and be interested in and it's it's i know it's not a shock because of who's involved but it's really really well done um it's it's engaging yeah i've heard it's terrific they give you a lot of sense of the town and the people involved and it's 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 good it's 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 really well done so if anybody would like to catch up on that you can uh be at a good time to do that because they are they're currently leading the table in their league by one point but they also have a one they have one more match remaining than the team that is second um only one team though goes through out of the regular season they have a playoff for one team to advance in places two through six going into a playoff. Um, So it's very, very, very close, but they are two wins away. They have games on, I think, the 18th and the 22nd, and if they win both those, they would be mathematically eligible for promotion at that point. So anyway. The environment in a place
2: like that, for a game like that would be so intense because it just means so much. Well, I mean, he –
1: so they – I'll move on. It they, just means more, in fact. It does. Yes. Where's the where's the girl on the beach <laughs> with the look? Um they got a red card to one of their better players in their last match, played a playoff contender, played a pretty good team in their league, um, and ended up in a in a nil nil draw. Um so I got a point. But like Reynolds went after the goalie in the media or like at the like there was several news stories of how it got pretty heated even with ryan reynolds and somebody for the other team i forget who it was but they're all in i mean obviously they're making a buck and doing a hell of a job from a marketing and in a in a, in a publicity standpoint but you've also got to really care about that project or it doesn't work of course and, and they have they have done a apparently from what little i know have done one hell of a job putting that place on the map absolutely it's the third oldest football club in Wales, and basically what they did, or maybe some whatever. And and this makes sense to me, though. They picked a place that has won before. Now, look, they've sucked. Suck, 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 suck. So, like, they showed the EPL pyramid, or whatever you call it, European football pyramid, and it's the very last professional level. I mean, there are literally, like, five levels between EPL and them. Like, I mean, it's... I think their goal is to get into the championship league one day, which is one below the EPL. Right. That's like their ceiling. I mean, Realistically. I mean, yeah. But the point is, none of these teams they're playing against have any money. So it makes sense to them and everybody else, if you just funneled so much more money than everybody else has, you're going to become the Yankees and be able to get the hell out of that league. Yeah. Because you're just be able to get better players. Because even the first couple episodes were interesting, and I know I'm talking about something that's 18 months old or whatever it is. Um, were interesting because the they highlighted the players and the manager of this team that they're not making much money they're making like 35 40 grand a year they're just working class soccer players and they're really really happy that these two people have bought this club but they also know that hey they're getting better players than us if we don't win like and and, and rob McElhenney says this in the, in the documentary he goes woman you can't argue with people who are winning but otherwise that's it i mean we have to we gotta retool this roster. We gotta rebuild. We gotta to, gotta to figure it out. So it's it's even for somebody who doesn't watch European soccer at all, it's uh it's interesting. It really is. It's pretty good. European soccer
2: is interesting. The just relegation period. promotion thing is it really just, fascinating. It just is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's uh um, then the, like the Champions League games and stuff when you see
1: Well, we would never do it, but I mean think of that. Is there's this game in September and it's like, Hey, if the Orioles don't beat the D Rays, they're gonna be playing the Columbus Clippers next year. No, I mean, it'd be a game changer.
2: Well, like. a lot of people believe that for professional soccer to, to take off on American soil, mm-hmm. they have to go to a system that's like that. Oh, really? Where you can't just, you're not guaranteed to be an MLS. You might get put in.
1: Because it creates laziness. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, where you make more, well, it makes more games more meaningful. I get it. I mean I know it's
1: their culture They're, that's all they've known we don't we're that's not how we're programmed
2: but the reason that the sport has grown here is yeah. because people can now watch the sport there and that's what makes it good there like where you are on the table and all that stuff and if you don't have that here people are like well this isn't this isn't as good and then people the flip side as well that's just not how American sports work until someone goes well
1: Let's give it a go. Yeah, you know. Um, we'll hit it more tomorrow. Cause we have plenty of time here. But uh, give me some, give me some, some odds. Uh, there was a lot of havoc in the NBA playoffs last night, yesterday. Interesting. Um, you had the the Nuggets knock off the Wolves. they was there. I mean, they need to like poke it with a stick. Um, Minnesota's done, but. Denver's good. Denver's yeah, healthy. They That that was a wrecking.
2: but Jamal Murray is healthy. Michael Porter Jr. is healthy. Nikola Jokic is an elite superstar. That is a really good team. People count them out for whatever reason.
1: I'm telling you, they're a title contender. But Clippers go to Phoenix, win 115-110. Yeah, that was a weird moment for Phoenix. Miami, Giannis gets hurt. He's got a back issue. They'll see what he's got for game two. Heat wins 113-117, although Harrow's broke, broken his hand, so even though they're up 1-0. They don't have enough now. And then LeBron gets a ton of help. Jaws banged up. He's got a hand injury. He's quote, in jeopardy for game two, is the quote, and the Lakers kind of wrecked the Grizzlies in the second half, win 128-112. Where are we at on a the panic scale? Yeah, for these three teams. Alright, which one do you want to start with first? Memphis.
2: Memphis is on a on a scale of one to ten, their panic scale's an eight or a
1: nine. Because if Jaws out, they're beaten. They're done. Um, that
2: was a one possession
1: game when he went out. Frankly, they're beat if he can't play in game two. Because I don't see them winning four of the next six. Be extremely difficult. Yeah. Is it a four by seven or a three by five? Yeah.
2: Okay. Four. Um, yeah. NBA's all four. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I I, 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 we talked about this a little bit. We didn't do much because we try to be careful with NBA, but. If you're still with us an hour and whatever it is. Yeah, you're just hanging out. You're hanging out. So, welcome. Um, the Lakers, when they're not... Don't get me wrong. I'm a LeBron James is phenomenal guy. And I think his resume backs that up. He's played three and a half seasons of playoff games in his life. Huh. Oh. 240-something games or 260-something games, whatever. Dude's amazing. But... He's at a point where if you ask him, hey, carry us night after night after night, he he can't do it. Or if he tries to do it, it doesn't work. Anthony Davis is healthy and playing healthy. Um, D'Angelo Russell was such a huge pickup for them. He's not an elite point guard, but he's good. And he fits them. And they're getting play from Austin Reeves that nobody talks about. Hillbilly Kobe, for those who don't know, um, you know, kid from rural Arkansas who both of his parents went to Arkansas state, oh. Arkansas state didn't offer him. Really? He ended up starting out at like some small weird school. And then he ended up at Oklahoma. Okay. Lon Kruger pulled him to the side and said, Hey, you're an NBA player. And he is, I mean, Austin Reeves has been terrific for the, for the Lakers. And because of the depth that they've started to build, I know they're a seven seed, but they're dangerous. So for Memphis, uh, the panic is really high. For Milwaukee, the panic is not particularly high. It would be if Her- if Tyler Harrow were, were healthy, but he's out six weeks with a broken wrist.
1: Now, if Giannis is not 100%, they're not winning the East. If you no. want to go bigger picture.
2: Yeah, the, the deal with Giannis is they can survive this series against Miami and That's try it. to get him healthy. But, yeah, it gets it gets squirrely after that because the Sixers and the Celtics, Like I don't know how much you saw. You didn't because you were working. What the Celtics did to the Hawks in game one should send shivers down people's spine. Yeah. The Celtics looked,
1: they looked scared. And then I think no one will be upset if the Clippers did hold off Phoenix, but Clippers 115-110 over the Suns. Look,
2: it's easy to do this, but the last three minutes of that game last night was about Russell Westbrook's will. People, he took a lot of heat for what happened with the Lakers. He took a lot of heat for what happened in Houston and stuff like that. He's still a really good, interestingly, he's still a really good defensive player when he wants to be. And that play that he made at the end of the game last night against Devin Booker was a, a a pretty big moment. And if you're Phoenix where everybody kind of plays pretty well, Durant played well and Aiton played well and Chris Paul played well and Devin Booker played well and you still lose to a Clippers team on at home. A Clippers team that didn't have Paul George. That's that's a it's kind of a sobering moment for you if you're Phoenix.
1: Yeah, Westbrook gives them eleven boards and eight assists. Now it was three for nineteen from the field, but um gave him some secondary stuff there last night and in that one. Uh, yeah, look, Denver's gonna win. And then um Tonight, 6.30, Brooklyn at Philadelphia, Sixers up one nothing in that series. Against That's the, a, it's going to be a short series. Against the Nets. And then uh, Sacramento one zero against Golden State in Sacramento, 9 o'clock tonight for that
2: one. Okay, so game one of that series was Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And inject that straight into my veins and give me seven of those. With Sacramento winning. Preferably yes. with Sacramento advancing. <laughs> yes. But that was awesome. That was – that was so fun. Well,
1: they're the most underrated three seed in NBA history. No one's giving them any shot. And, and it makes me wonder, do
2: those people not watch
1: the they sport? They wear kings across their jersey. Yeah, I get That's it. That's all that matters. Well, they wear kings across their jersey. If the exact same season, exact same roster, and they had Warriors across their jersey, they would be picked to win. Darren Fox is
2: a bad boy. I mean, he, there's there's not much he can't do. And that was his first playoff game. And he just delivered. That was clutch. And and Sabonis is a terrific player. They've got a, a deep roster. They've got a bunch of guys who can shoot. Mike Brown's done a phenomenal job. And I've never been to Sacramento. I've never been to that arena. But you watch it on television, and it is it is intimidating. And that was their first playoff game in 17 years. Yeah. And that place was rowdy. That tonight, I wish I could. I wish they'd move that game up two hours because I would be glued. But it was fantastic basketball. That game one of that series was just sign me up. That was that was awesome. Clay Thompson and for me, it's hard to watch the Warriors in a postseason because every time Clay Thompson makes a shot, I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel this. Seen that before. I feel this like cutting. Yeah.
1: Oh. Last thing here, just because it's kind of random because of the time it happened. Uh, Non-life-threatening. He's going to be okay. But Ohio State, offensive to Brian Hartline, hospitalized uh, after an ATV crash on his own property side-by-side. Um, side one twenty a.m. is when the crash happened. Oh. The day after Ohio State spring game. So, anyway, yeah. Might have had a couple. I mean, that would be my... Made me speculate that would be the speculation that I think would, would come out there. So, um, Braves 12 and four, We close they're, off to a good start. They're really good. Um, Ole Miss away in the midweek, they are at Arkansas State tomorrow for a game in Jonesboro. You'll notice a schedule change there. Typically, that's always at the end of the year, but after the thing last year, they've moved that earlier in the year to i guess optically make it look like it matters more but last time i checked it still was going to count in rpi the exact same way but whatever okay um so Ole miss are at arkansas state tomorrow in jonesboro and then uh lsu friday saturday sunday along with the morgan wallen um concert again at zoo in town be aware of that uh here as the uh the week and the weekend plays out so how will is it how
2: difficult is it going to be for people to get in and out of the stadium on saturday you'll
1: need parking passes if you have not if you've been trying to just park wherever i think you could have some bigger issues than than normal and i, I know maybe on the clutch app the price went up because it's concert game stuff going on so just be aware of that look into it dot for parking passes because that in all seriousness it could be really a, a bit of a problem without that so
2: uh I, i'll answer this real quick matt yeah. in the stream says do you think clay resigns or do you think he leaves I, I i anticipate that he'll stay with golden state but he's going to want to get paid and all it takes is one team to go we'll we'll give you the super max deal that nobody yeah. else will
1: and that's who, it that's it yeah so podcast tomorrow appreciate everybody in the stream and wherever you are listening take care we'll talk to you then